This is The Living Temple, a podcast produced by Red Church for people who want to follow Christ in real life. The secular story is essentially an earth story. Just, just earth. So that says there's no real heaven realm. There's just earth. Enjoy yourself. Go nuts. Squeeze everything out of life. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm very well. Yourself? I'm good. Nice to be back. Yes. Um, thank you for your little um, historical journey with uh, Warren G. Oh, yes, And yes, yes. someone else? Well, yeah, we were singing. I was singing, as we often do. We often sing. <laughs> we do. Off air, as we... Uh, but I was singing... Uh, I think singing Michael McDonald's I'm Not In Love... I'm Not In Love With You Anymore, which then I think I mentioned was sampled by Warren G. Right. In his early G-Funk song, Regulate. Yes. Um, and my only knowledge of Warren G is I Shot the Sheriff. Ah. Was that a cover? Because there was an earlier I Shot the yes, Sheriff. Yes, there was. Yes. He did do a cover. Yeah. So, obviously, Warren G is just like sampling everyone's stuff. Yes, yes. Yep. King of the samples. Yes. Uh, so, last time, just going to move us straight on from Warren G. Yeah. Um, last time, we were talking about home. And this concept of uh, desiring a home yeah. and longing for a home. Mm. Um, and I found that particularly moving for me uh, because I've been kind of living that for the last 14 months or so, mm. up until actually last week. Mm. And yeah, I moved out of my home, as you well know, uh, at the beginning of last year and yeah, initially I was going to travel and do all of these things, but God kind of indicated to me that that wasn't what he was wanting me yeah. to do. Um, so I ended up, for longer than I thought, staying with um, different people, uh, friends in their rooms while they were overseas or um, house-sitting for different people. And yeah, that was a really confronting experience because mm. you start to realise how much stock you put in a place uh, to reside and dwell and be for the foreseeable future. But every couple of months or so I was moving. So um, it was a really interesting time to learn about what it means to find um, home in God yeah. rather than in place. Mm. Um, and now I'm finding this uh, weird experience of what, does it mean to actually make a home now yes, that I've yes. moved into one? And what does that look like? And yeah. yeah, so home, very raw and strange concept for me yeah. at the moment. But yeah, a really important one. Mm. So I'm interested in yeah. unpacking that a little bit more today. Yeah. Well, I did drive past your guy's house uh, oh, yeah. on Monday. Um, I didn't honk. But I saw the least sign, and as I was returning from buying coffee beans, yeah. Um, oh, good. So yeah, I didn't didn't yell anything as I drove past. But that's fine. I, I wasn't there. I was at work. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Um, in your story, there's two really key concepts which I think so define life at this moment. Mm. There's the desire for a home, but then you were saying there's this messaging of you got to travel. Yeah, um, yeah. So these two desires, one for place and belonging and an identity and roots. Yeah, yep. And this other thing to discover, to find these experiences, yes. to have these moments, yeah. these transformative moments. 
and they constantly tug at us at the moment. Mm. Um, so, you know, there's people who just want that sense of home who don't have one, and there's people who feel like they're stuck in the mundaneness of yeah, life yeah. and just and want they're to trying go to and travel for... or do something. It's like that, um, what you were referring to last week about everyone longs for Eden. Yes. Um, and we catch glimpses all the time. Yes. And yeah. So it's kind of that. It's like, totally. oh, we want this home place, but we want the amazing and the sensational and the mm. yeah, transcendent kind of experience. Totally. Mm. Well, I mean, one way to look at this through this this lens that we're using, which is mm-hmm. the living temple, is um, you know trying to reorientate our understanding of the world to a more biblical yes. viewpoint and yeah. using the concept of the temple mm. as this and. The temple, whether it was Israel's temple or other temples that the nations around Israel had, were really sort of these meeting places between uh, heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the other day that there's this um, embassy um, in between, I think it's, the, it's called the DMZ, between um, demilitarized zone between North and South Korea. Yeah, right. And they've actually built this um, sort of communication building between right. the two and it sort of like looks like I don't know like some modern museum or something yeah, between okay. the two and, and then North Koreans and South Koreans go in there and they meet and talk and they were trying to work together and recently the North Koreans pulled out but in some sense that's what temples were like they were yeah, these okay. in-between meeting mm-hmm. places and is it North Korea is it South Korea and weirdly it was all one Korea but the yeah. two have been split apart like it's like a real version of a Venn diagram yes yes mm. yeah exactly so um, it's this sense that there's this in-between place. So the, the, the split is between heaven and earth. And it was yeah. like the temples wanted to be this meeting place between humanity and the divine, mm-hmm. earth and heaven. So they created this in-between place where the two could, con- uh, what's the word, um, communicate, you know, yes. and, and, and connect. So the way that sort of uh, the, other, the other nations around Israel, their temples looked similar to Israel's, but one difference was that in in the middle of those temples, they had these idols Mm. or images. Now, they didn't necessarily believe like the idols rocked around at night, you know, and moved. (laughs) They saw them as representatives. (laughs) Made out of marble. Yeah, exactly. They saw them as representatives of the gods. Uh And in a sense, the way that um, you see here in Australia, Mm. you see like, you know, around the place you see some statues of some of the old English kings or Queen Victoria. There's yep. a lot of statues of Queen Victoria around. Now, when you had the British Empire, Queen Victoria was obviously in, in Britain yes. in the 19th century and she couldn't just get on Facebook and live and do a broadcast. I mean, that, I don't see why not. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, I reckon if she was around today, she'd be a big Facebooker. Yeah, um, Queen Victoria. Twitter feed. Yeah, she'd like be just crazy. going crazy. Yeah. Um, but back then, when you had this British Empire that was across the world, you'd go to these little towns in New Zealand or South Africa yeah. or, you know, it could be in Singapore. Who, who knows where, all part of the British Empire in Africa, that that they would have this statue that was like a representative. Now, no one believed that that statue is Queen Victoria. Yes. But what it's saying is her rule extends to here. Yes. So it's and a representation of the person yes. but not the person itself and it's even the same with like street names there's like totally, an elizabeth street in totally nearly every town across victoria well the state we live in is called victoria yes uh, which quite is named right. after queen victoria so another way of looking at it is that you had the british commonwealth and every sort of commonwealth nation would have um well we have a governor general who's mm-hmm. a representative of the queen yes and that's a physical living representative now they're here to fulfill the Queen's wishes or roles mm-hmm. or whatever. And a lot of Commonwealth countries have that. 
So that's almost what these idols seemingly acted like. But there was this weird thing where people would come in and they'd try and influence the idols to get their own way yeah. and it was all codependent and anxious and so on. Now, what was different with Israel's um, temple was that it didn't have in it an idol. Right. So it had all the other things where someone might come in and it was a sacred place mm-hmm. and it was at its particular place. So Israel had the tabernacle, which yep. moved, but it was a particular structure. And then before it was in, in Jerusalem, it was in some other places, but then you had the temple in Jerusalem. But in, in that temple, there was not an idol. There was some things which yeah. represented the world. There was like a menorah, which represented the tree of life mm-hmm. and the lights in the sky. And there was the this bowl sort of thing, which repre- represented the sea. And yeah. all this was to show that the whole world was a temple. And then you had the Ark of the Covenant where people would sort of talk to God. Yeah. Um, the priests would, would communicate. But what was really interesting was that the Ark was seen as the footstool of God. Okay. Um, so it was this concept that... Um, God had created this footstool and he was able to sort of like, imagine like God sort of in the heavens and his feet are like in the heavens and his body, but he's, yeah. so his, his body's in the heavens, but his feet are in earth. So I it's like of, this, I really love that image. It's, it's really interesting image. And, and the concept with that was that God can rest mm-hmm. and a king could rest when he no longer had to have fight wars against his enemy. Yeah. So it's okay. like, I've, I've conquered what's bad in the world. I can uh-huh. rest. So this concept in, in Genesis, that on the seventh day, God rests because he's conquered chaos. Mm-hmm. So God is Lord of all and he can rest. Now, the image in the temple was not an idol. It was actually the human. Okay. So humans, therefore, are creating the image of God. Yeah, so cool. we're like the governor general. We're like that statue of Queen Victoria. We're to represent God in the world. Uh-huh. And we've been given this task to go out into the world mm-hmm. and, and represent God's rule and reign. Now, sin comes into the world and it splits that. And we see, we saw and we spoke about it in previous episodes, how mm. like humans want to go their own path. Yep. We talked about this flight from God, what happened last time. Mm-hmm. And humans are like kicked out of the temple. We're always the east of Eden. That's what yes. we spoke about. So there's this longing in us for a heaven that we can't get back to. Yeah. Um, we're also created from earth. There's this sense that in us is heaven and earth, but they've come apart as well. So yeah. if heaven and earth have been separated in the world, in a sense, they've been separated in us. That's sort of what sin does. Yes. We've fallen short of the glory of God, as yeah. Romans uh, 3.23 tells us. So we've fallen short of the presence and glory of God. Yeah. Right? Okay. So there's this sense then that that creates a unique experience for humans. Yeah. We will, we live in the, in the, the earth. We, we, do earth things we earth is a place of routines and the normality and suffering and 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 it's it's you know we can touch and feel things and so adam is earth you know Mm -hmm. in hebrew Mm -hmm. he's created from earth yes and god breathes his 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 breath into it which heaven gets breathed into it yeah right um so but then there's this other designers for heaven that mm. we always have these longings. So in your experience yeah. <laughs> of being homeless for a while and then wanting to find home, but also having this other thing, you should be traveling. You had people come up to you from memory saying, hey, yeah, why yeah. aren't you traveling? You've got this year off. Yeah, you're, like... not, you're not working. <laughs> Do your thing. You know, yeah. Get those transcendent experiences. So these contradictory like forces continually mm. come against us. Um, on one hand, you can get someone's house and they'll have like, 
you know, Dwell magazine and home and house and garden and this desire to build a home and, and find roots and find a place. And yes. Surround ourselves with a family and and find meaning and create that space to represent our identity and be in a particular place in a mm. particular city. But then also there's this sense of like on your Instagram feed of like these images of your friend who's just been in Thailand and taking yeah. the perfect <laughs> shot and like, ah, oh, I'll go home, but I want to be there. It's like... We constantly hunger for transcendence. Um, so we, we want both and you can't yeah. have both. I mean, you, you can sort really of like can't. go on your holidays, but then yeah. the holiday ends. Go on your vacation, your vacation ends. The, but the two are always separate. There's it's always like separate. Foot in uh, both camps, but you're not actually in either of them at the exactly. one time. Yeah. Now, now that's exacerbated. I think humans have that throughout history. Yeah. But that's exacerbated by us being in the West and the secular story. The mm. secular story is essentially an earth story, just, mm. just earth. So that yeah. says there's no real heavenly realm. There's just earth. Enjoy yourself. Go nuts. Um, squeeze everything out of life. So yeah. what's so interesting is it says it's an earth story, but it's actually detached from what earthly life is really like. How so? Okay, so when you look at Instagram. Yeah. Um, oh, let me put it this way. The, the, I remember being in New York and I was, I don't know, Tribeca or something and walking around and on every corner, you know, it was just sort of an ordinary morning on a 10 uh-huh. o'clock, there's trucks, there's honking, <laughs> there's sidewalks, <laughs> there's dogs do on the sidewalks. It's just normal. Like people are going about their business, I need a coffee, I need breakfast, whatever. But then on every sort of corner was these people taking, trying to get, like I had to like step around. Yeah. These people trying to get these perfect Instagram moments. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I was watching this like, what is this? It's so fascinating. Mm. And what it is, is there's the lived reality. There's Earth yes. New York, right? Yeah. Like people going about their business. They got to get their, get their work done. They've got to be human beings. They're existing in bodies. They're interacting with their environment. There's mundane things that must yes. be done. But these people have like come to New York to, to live or they've just moved there or they're tourists and they're trying to capture transcendent New York. Yeah. So but, a constructed reality, yes, essentially. Yep. Yes. The New York they know from all these movies. Yes. And you see them and you walk past their phones and they're just trying to get that perfect shot and they take yeah, like yeah, 20 yeah. and, you know, people's trying to stand in front of this wall. So <laughs> there's this sense where even though we live in reality, even though we live in Earth and we're told it's just an Earth story, we're always doing these things, which is trying to squeeze a super duper transcendent version of Earth. Yes. Yeah. So we overload these things like, yeah, you can have your holiday, but it's going to be transcendent. And here's this imagery yeah. that makes it amazing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, or we, we say these relationships, you know, if you find someone, it's, it's like every romantic comedy is like, Oh my gosh. The end is transcendent bliss love. You know? um, and it, it never continues on where they're like 50 and, you know, arguing over, you know, who's bringing the shopping in or, you know, I don't know, yeah. whatever. Um, and this is why sex is so important to secularism because mm. the few things which sort of like offer seemingly these highs, it must be overloaded and it must deliver the transcendent yes. goodies that our hearts desire. Okay, so what you're saying is that where well secularism tells us that there's an earth story that that's all that there is um there are ways of uh fulfilling our desires and you know having these transcendent experiences but it's all related to earth that there's nothing more but we at the beginning of the episode talked about earth and heaven meeting yes 
so there's obviously an invitation for us to have transcendent yes. or have a transcendent experience or um, live with God beyond what the yes. earth is telling us, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Now, if you think of the trajectory then, if this is just this earth story mm. and go into earth and enjoy it, there's yeah. no heaven, go into earth and enjoy it, but also try and find transcendent experiences. Yeah. You're then permanently on a quest. You're permanently seeking. You're permanently unsatisfied. We're back mm-hmm. where we got to last time. This is this is Cain, always east of Eden, always looking to Eden, and a world that promises that earthly things can deliver heavenly goods. Yes. And they can't. Yeah. Um, this is why people have midlife crises. They, they get to the reality of life yeah. and reality doesn't match up to the promises. Mm. Why aren't I getting that transcendent self-actualization that I've been promised? Um, you know, people who have watched the feed of all their friends having babies and these perfect kids mm-hmm. and the perfect arranged shot and mum and dad holding the kid and this cute kid's clothes and blah, blah, blah. And you see all that and like, I want yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah. going to give yeah. me something. And it can give you something. But we're looking for the wrong thing. Like yes. We're looking for this yeah. transcendent element. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you've watched all your friends, have all, you've looked at all the magazines, watched all your friends' Instagram feeds yeah. having baby, and then you've got a baby and it's 3 a.m. and you haven't slept for 14 weeks. <laughs> and you're like, hang on, this is not, I didn't sign up for this. This is not going to be, you know, the self-actualization. <laughs> this is your own personal experience. Yeah. And, and then, I, and I talk, you know, this is the reality. And then you, the fantasy. Yeah. What if I wasn't here? Yeah. Like I used to be able to do all this stuff. I yeah. can't do that now. And yeah. then you're lo- you're not looking anymore at the baby pictures. You're looking yeah. at the holiday pictures, or you're looking at your friends. Yeah. Like, oh, she looks so great. She's had a baby. She's not, de- you know, like me. Yeah. And you know, or you, yeah, of course, because it's this, you know, fake, yeah. fake reality. Yeah. So- and so you're saying that there's that you know people seek. There's nothing wrong with seeking um, and trying to find uh, good things, but we're looking just at earth right yes and it's a direction okay yeah. but it's not, we're not really looking at earth we're looking yeah. at a fake earth a mediated yes okay p- p- picture painted cgi photoshop enhanced yeah. version of it kind of like wizard of oz where the guy the yes. little man's behind the curtain yes and so it seems like he's this big wonderful yes um wizard but really is just a man with a little and to push the analogy further it's almost like people are behind the thing pedaling yeah yeah so we're in reality and then we come out and we we walk from behind the curtain look at the big curtain go oh that's what it must be like go behind pedal more yeah yeah come out and what you know yeah um, that can be our rewrite of um, wizard of oz great i look forward to it think of the trajectory right then you go outward you're always seeking okay? yeah so that's kind of, so so humans then create temples that are not centered around god yeah um cain builds a city yeah um, and that's sort of linked in the biblical imagination to the cities of Babylon and yes. all these places yep. which are opposed to God. This is like uh-huh. the world in the biblical sense, which is the systems and structures opposed to God. So they build temples and those temples, in a sense, are which people must go to. Yeah. They have to go in. Right? Yeah. Now, what's really interesting is when Israel has a temple in Jerusalem, uh, but there's this, there's this concept that the world's a temple. Mm. And when... Jesus um, goes into the temple with um, some of his disciples. There's a bit of this interesting, interesting interaction where they look at the stones and they're like, wow, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, hey, don't worry about it. It's all going to fall. I'm paraphrasing. And he then talks about the temple collapsing, which does happen in, in 70 uh, AD. Mm-hmm. But then you get this new imagery of the temple. The temple is Jesus. 
Yes. The temple is the church. Yeah. The temple is us as individuals. Now, I just want to talk about us as individuals. We can look at the other ones. That that Jesus creates this new potential in the world. When Jesus dies on the cross, the thing separating the holiest of holies, which was the most sacred part of the temple, from the rest of the world, that rips from top to bottom. Yes. And it's like... God's, that was to encase God's glory. Yes. So the glory, his presence, the Shekinah now goes out into the world. Yeah. Right. Okay. So humans then retake on the task that they had in Eden. In Eden, in God's original temple, mm-hmm. we were his images. We were like that governor yeah, okay. general, that, that yes. statue to represent his rule and reign in the world. Now, what did he say? Go forth and multiply. Uh-huh. Go forth in the world. And as we went forth, we would spread his rule and reign yes. as we tilled the soil and and you would have children and tell them the ways of, the, of God, you spread his reign in yeah, the world. Okay, yeah. That's on again. Because of Jesus. Because yeah. of Jesus. That's what we are meant to do. So there is a going out, right? Yeah. But it's different to this wandering east of Eden. Yeah, okay. okay. It's a going out. And what it's doing is it's not wandering to find sexual, self-actualization. Mm-hmm. God is is with us now. His yeah. presence is with us. Jesus tells his disciples in John 15 that dwell in the vine, dwell in my presence. That's where life is. Mm-hmm. So what we do now is we're going out, but we're going out and we're seeing where God is at work. Yeah. So the kingdom is where heaven and earth are meeting and they're like these advanced flashpoints of yeah. how history will end. Where it's all heading is that history will end, will heaven and earth be reunited? We have this imagery in Revelation, the end of the book of Revelation, where the new Jerusalem descends from the heavens and heaven and earth Mm. are reunited. Now that's happening now. That's breaking out. So what it says is this concept that you can find holiness, you can find heaven and earth meeting in things in your life when you look at them with a different lens. Yeah, so you're saying that the reason why we often don't see them is because we're not looking for them. Yes. We're not asking God them to, to help us see them. Because we're seeing the world wrongly. We're seeing yeah. it just as the earth story. Yes. Okay. And even yep. if we're Christians, um, we can still look at it through that secular yep. lens. Terence Malick did an incredible film called The Tree of Life. I think it's 2011. And mm-hmm. there's so much I could talk about it. Maybe we'll talk about another podcast. But yeah, it's this concept of in the world there is this sense of glory. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's set in mid 20th century Midwest of America. And it's about a family who go through a tragedy and they're actually Christians mm-hmm. and they follow God. And the mother is someone played by Jessica Chastain is this, she's, she, the story begins with her saying there's two sort of stories in the world. One is the story of nature and one is the mm-hmm. story of grace. Mm-hmm. She represents grace that you see her as a little child and she's looking at storms and she's playing with butterflies and this Mm. this reality that she's looking at a very ordinary world of being a young mum raising children in a home doing ordinary things that in that she sees this sense of grace in the world brad pitt plays a a husband and he also follows god takes his children gets them baptized takes them to church you see him at church but interesting after church you see Mm -hmm. him trying to impress people like he's like hey kids that kid guy's this businessman here yeah 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 he's following god but then he's also has this other story that he's got to do it all he's got an earth story going on yeah and just you know yeah there's bits where he's saying to his son he's trying to teach them to fight and he's like hey this world's competitive people are going to take advantage of you and he's trying to get ahead in in the world and there's this incredible bit at the end of the movie where he realizes that he can't and I'm just getting the quote up here. He realizes that he can't 
do it all and mm. that his pursuit of conquering nature. So it's not just nature, he's trying to conquer yeah. nature. Yeah, yeah. And this incredible line where he says, I wanted to be loved because I'm great, a big man. I'm nothing. Look, the glory all around us, the trees, the birds. I lived in shame. I dis- dishonored it all and I didn't notice the glory. And it's such an mm. incredible line. There's so many bits of it. There's a sense that he, he comes to this humility. He realizes he's nothing. And as soon as realizing he's nothing, that he can't do it in his own strength, that's when he has the opportunity to see the glory that's in the world. Yeah, yeah. So the transcendence there, the glory's there, the presence of God is there, and it's happening in your life. Jesus, the teaching on the kingdom, invites us to see it with different eyes yeah. and to encounter it in your world. Yeah, that's really good. Um, and it reminds me of uh, this quote that I wrote down probably when I was a teenager. A friend had lent me a book and this quote was in it. It's from um, Elizabeth Barrett Browning. It's from some poem that was written in the 1800s. And it says that earth's crammed with heaven and every common bush a fire with God, but only he who sees takes off his shoes, the rest sit around it and pluck blackberries. And it's that sense that, you know, it's only if you see it. Yes. That you can acknowledge it and be yes. in awe of it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just doing the mundane. And, and what a great image of just the earth life, just doing earth, like yeah. picking, picking black, blackberries and thinking they're little satisfying things. Yeah. And they give you a squirt of flavor, but then they disappear versus that image of the world being alive in fire. And even yeah. the, the burning bush analogy. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, and it's fascinating because the, 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 when Moses encounters the burning bush, it's, it's, it, it's representative of the tree of life. It's representative yeah. of God's presence, the menorah yes. candle that's in the temple. And, and that idea of Moses is told to take off, off his, his shoes, shoes, that this is holy and yeah. that the holy place now isn't just in Jerusalem's temple. The no. holy place is in your, can be in your life. You just have to change mm. and, and you find it and it transforms the everyday. Now, what it doesn't do is transform your life into this never ending set of highs and just amazingness and the life of celebrities, what we think celebrities life is. So if you're listening what this says to you is that home could right be in front of your eyes, yeah, right in front of your nose, that it's not finding it out there. It's actually discovering what is God. Henry and, and, and Robert Blackaby say, you know, find out where God is at work and join him there. And what if he's actually at work in your home, in your, in your life, yeah. right in front of you, and it's actually changing the perspective and seeing him at play there. That's holiness. Yeah. What an amazing invitation. I think we'll leave it there for today. Thanks, Mark. No worries. You've been listening to the Living Temple podcast. For more information and resources, head to thelivingtemple.org.